Hello, and welcome to another episode of Jackson Talks. Everybody, um, I'm not really sure <laughs> how to do this introduction, um, but it's a very interesting story, to be honest, because um, as you guys know, Ben, he uh, he edits all of these videos, and he edits all the You Are Love videos, and we've become really quite close friends. Um, but I've never met Ben. Uh, we just kind of got linked up through social media. Um, and then he works with someone, um, named Scott, who is on the show today, and we're going to do this episode together. So I think Scott has a really uh, interesting story to tell. I think it's very powerful. I think a lot of people will resonate with and uh, maybe inspire them to go get help or, or to keep going or whatever the, whatever the case may be. But uh, what's up, dude? How are you? Uh, I mean, and give any more introduction to yourself uh, that you would like to. Yeah, no, you, you covered it all quite well. Yeah, I, I as I say, uh, as you say, sorry, we were introduced there via Ben, um, who obviously I do the, did the Catch Pro show early on in the year. Um, fingers crossed, uh, everything going well, we'll, we'll be able to get some more shows up up and running. But yeah, Ben asked me to asked me to do the the, the basically do this talk, and I'm, I'm I'm really up for it. Yeah, I really I love I love everything that you're doing. I think it's really really admirable. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, he told me that you, you kind of wanted to do a, you are love video. Um, but sharing your story just in front of a camera can be really difficult. Um, and so we decided to kind of do it on a Jackson talks, everybody episode instead. Yeah. Cause it, I mean, it's, 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 it's really weird because it's not something that I kind of, um, I've kind of discussed uh, openly, um, openly before, um it's it's yeah it's it's a thing that i'm quite uh guarded about in, in some ways some ways not so much uh some ways of forget and just drop it in in, in conversation and people are kind of like you know i get kind of aghast by it but I, th I think you know we'll we'll obviously we'll cover it you know when we start going but but yeah so i i uh essentially in a, in, a, in kind of a nutshell I've, I've kind of been in and out of therapy for the last um four years now um, I've, I've either been diagnosed or misdiagnosed, depending on which way you look at it, as having either PTSD or CPTSD. Um, and I'll, I'll kind of explain sort of the differences a little bit if I can. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if you want me to just kind of like freestyle and kind of let you input a few questions or if you'd like to. Um, we'll, we'll get, yeah, we're going to probably get right into it, but I want to ask you first, um we i always start the show with one question i think it's a very powerful question um and i think when answered open and honestly it can really uh be a good segue into into some deeper connection deeper meaning um so how are you doing like for real uh, for, for real um it's been a rough couple of weeks uh it's been a rough couple of weeks uh to be honest with you in terms of just just the just the, the kind of the levels of depression that i've just i've just been in um I've, you know, I've, I've cut all my hair off um, because I was I was just having a really bad day and I was just not happy with things with with the where I was. And it's it's kind of it's kind of backfired and it's turned out quite well because now I'm getting quite a lot of compliments about um, people are surprised that I've actually got a jawline and uh, you know the, the hair's pretty decent. I think I had to go in the uh, to go in the barbers the next day and say, oh, accidentally had a uh, one of them pandemic self haircuts and it's gone a bit wrong can you help me out but yeah i mean i mean sort of like life's kind of gives you a nudge sometimes and says it's time to sort of move on in the next chapter as it were so yeah it's kind of been 
it's kind of been a low couple of weeks, but I'm really, really coming out of it at the moment. Actually, it's doing quite well for me. Very good to hear. How's overall quarantine been for you? Surprisingly, it's been wonderful. Um, I, I I feel really guilty saying it, but it's it's um, in, the, in the sort of situation that I kind of am. I've loved it. I've absolutely loved it. It's um, I, I've had lots of freedom. There's been no people about, no cars about. When when I'm anxious, I can go out and go for a run. And I um, I know a lot of people are sort of panic buying on life at the moment. It's a really tough time for them. But it's 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 just Monday for me. In in a lot of ways, it really is. Um. Yeah, it's it's kind of like I'm I'm sort of used to the anxiety of of going out and just expecting bad things to happen. Um, I've you know I've dropped forty pounds because you know I've been I've been active and I've been going out and running and everywhere's clear and there's there's, there's no weird danger. So it's it's been it's it's been a real weird sort of positive experience for me in in some strange ways uh, i know it's i know it's been really difficult for a lot of people so uh, you know, i kind of feel guilty saying it but yeah How, has that has your positive experience kind of been brought down knowing that a lot of other people are going through something you know not yeah. positive I've, very much so um very much so the um I, I, you know, I've, I've started planning my thesis at the moment uh, in regards to that because I'm just like the the, the sort of um, come nighttime when you can't switch your thoughts off. I just I just sit there and just worry about all these kids that are growing up in, uh, you know, being told not to not to touch people and and being told to sort of wash their hands constantly. And I'm just I'm just worried that we it's got to breed a generation of kids with attachment issues and OCD and um so that's kind of where it like I've got I've got young cousins and I've got a young goddaughter and um you know I kind of think that they're young enough where they won't really pick up on it but I do have friends who have kids who have of a certain age um I know a lot of teenagers um like for, my colleagues at work have got sort of teenagers and they seem to be loving it because you know the facebook and the, the twitters and zooms keeping them all together um one colleague actually says like a, a teenager is, is seems to be having more in-depth conversations with friends and sort of learning to, and getting to know these people a lot better um so but yeah i mean I, just like i think i think about people that i've had to shield and it's just uh, it's not been a great time for a lot of people it's not it's yeah i'm i'm kind of in the same in the same wave as you like for me overall like considering everything that's happening in the world for me on a very personal level um i i'm doing well (laughs) you know what i mean like like wrestling being kind of put on hold really gave me an opportunity to like really focus on some other things like my life coaching stuff. I got you are loved to turn into a nonprofit organization, like things that I, were, I was going to do eventually. But it was going to take more time because I was so busy before. And now they're just kind of all lining up. And these are all things that people need in this situation, which I like wasn't planning for that, right? I was just knowing that mental health services are need people need coaching, people need support, people need community. And now all of those things are like really super important, even especially now, because, yeah, you know, absolutely. a lot of people still can't be close to each other. And we're like, you know, so we're using social media and 
were in deep mental health crisis, at least in our country. I think you are in, in your country as well. Um, yeah, and so I think it gives me like a, yeah, like a bigger perspective. Like it's okay for me to be happy because if I'm healed and if I'm happy and if I'm on this journey, then I can have more space to help other people. And I think that goes the same for you. Yeah, like like you know, again, if 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 I hadn't, I, I would, I did like online courses that I've and it's changed, it's changed a lot for me, um, for for the positive, like it, it, you know, it really has. I've having the time off, and you know, you know, sometimes you you've kind of got to understand that like it's it's kind of okay for for you to process um, process something positively because you're not you're not necessarily taken away from people who have, you know, had a bad time. Um, you know, it's not, it's not like you're not doing it in spite of them. Um, right. Sometimes you've got to let yourself take the best out of a situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like you say, you know, you, you, you talk about everything that you've been able to achieve is, is, you know, it will, it will inspire someone to say, right, well, you know, I'm locked down. I can't go out. I can't, I can't, I can't drink. Uh, I can't go out and have fun. I can't see my friends, but maybe I can. I can do that thing that I've been putting off doing for however long. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's the media as well. Like in, in terms of the media, you, you just see so many, so many negative stories. Like uh, I've, you know, I've got I've got an app on my phone that's just positive stories only, and it just drops random news articles about, um, you know, just like uh, what was the last one was um. Uh, a guy goes fishing in a unicorn blow up boat and it was just a story about this guy fishing and catching this massive fish and I was like that's brilliant that's that's you know that's kind of the stuff that you need sometimes in when 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 the world seems to be going to hell around you yeah absolutely um so you're okay so today is september 23rd and you're coming from where exactly where are you at right now uh salford england oh do, do you what? mean physically are no, no, no. Like, yeah, no. Like, yeah. What country you're in? But what? Yeah, what uh, what's the biggest city that people would know close so, to? That? So, Manchester. Um, okay. I, I, I spend most of my life in Manchester. I kind of work there. There's, there's, there's a river between us. Um, a lot of Salfordians get a bit um, touchy about being called Mancunians sometimes. Uh, <laughs> apparently, we, we're in the Magna Carta. We, we've been around longer. Uh, I'm, I'm not so much. So, I'm, I'm Manchester's. Manchester's been home for me for 39 years. So. Is that where you grew up? Same place? Yeah, well, I, I always grew up. I grew up in Salford, um, but it was always Manchester was the, sort of the biggest, nearest city. It's, it's where I went to uni and such. Nice. And what are you doing now? Um, in, t- in terms of work, I'm working for the uh, General Medical Council, so we're, we're basically um, doctors who want to come into the UK um, uh, have to go through a test, and we I run the test. Uh, if you ever see pictures of me with with mannequins and androids, that's what that's what I'm doing. I'm setting up um, scenarios for doctors to come in and diagnose. We get we kind of get role players in to play poorly patients, and we sometimes have mannequins. So it's like, uh, oh, you need to do a rectal exam. So I I prepare this model of a bum so they can do the rectal exam, and then they, they they'll come in. The role player will pretend, oh, I've got I've got an illness, and then the doctors have to diagnose the illness and and give them a management plan. Mm. And if they do so that enough, then they get jobs in the UK. So you're making sure the doctors are up to par, huh? Yeah, yeah. 
which you know, it's very important. We're getting so much political pressure at the moment because uh, we shut down in March um, and there's, there's a lot of people weren't happy that um, we're taking away this opportunity to get all these doctors to come in and, and help with the pandemic. And so, so yeah, so we've, we've just been, uh, just been, what's the word I'm looking for? Classed as key workers. So if, if we do go into lockdown to electric boogaloo, um, we I'll still be going in work because we're key workers now. So mm. you're essential. Um, with that, where they tell us we are, <laughs> I think you are. Yeah. Um. So let's talk a little, uh, a little about your wrestling promotion that you have with Ben, and then we'll kind of get yeah. into more of your like, uh, your life, your life story, and your journey, and and how you're here, where you are. Um. So you guys ran one show, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, I've I've known I've known Ben for a long time. I, I was working in a pub, and he he come walking in, and we both had wrestling t-shirts on, and it was like. You know, he, he said to me, are you, are you an Edge fan? I was like, yeah. And then we just kind of got talking and became friends. And it was, it's, it's, you know, it's, we probably talked about doing it for almost almost a decade, um, almost a decade. And then sort of last year, my, my life changed. Um, just it, it just went differently. And I was uh, I had money that I'd been saving up uh, to buy a house. And, you know, um, just I ended up with, with enough money to just, basically text him and says right we're gonna do it um so yeah so we got a lot of people on board helping us out and managed to, to get the show up and running and make it work it was cool it's really cool yeah it looked awesome it's fun we'll, we'll, we'll definitely have to have you down at some point absolutely so you i've heard a lot of mixed feelings about running a show um did you like running one was it stressful like what was the what was the kind of the vibe um in 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 terms of running the show, there's is because I I come from a background of promoting bands, um, so I'm usually sort of booking bands um, in in a small venue in, in Manchester. Um, I, I, I wear quite a number of hats. Um, mm. Like a DJ, I do pub quizzes, I put bands on and stuff. I do a lot of um, bar entertainment. Um, so it was it was quite it was it was all quite normal for me. It was it was kind of the same thing. Um, in in terms of you know running the band, it's just that instead of having four bands, you've got twenty wrestlers. Um, you know, so it was just it's just uh, it, it's interesting because the, you you kind of have your ways. There's, there's there's definitely a culture involved in sort of the wrestling that I wasn't quite as clued up on as I was I should have been at some points. But for the most part, a lot of people were kind of cool. Um, like a lot of the wrestlers were cool. Um, some people, so I, I forgot to shake someone's hand, and uh, the wrestlers didn't say anything about it. But other people were like, did this quite disrespectful that really? I was like, well, I met the guy four times, I didn't realize I had to kind of shake his hand every time. So, <laughs> you know, it was, it was kind of like it's less the actual wrestlers that, than it was, um, you know, just, just sort of people who, who again are kind of on the prefaces of the culture, I guess if that makes sense but other than that one incident i think i think it it went really well um you know the the end you know there's there's kind of stuff that happened at the end that was quite um daunting for a lot of people that we didn't quite quite plan on but you you know you live and you learn don't you i should have been more upfront and and more sort of not so much decisive but i should have like told people what what i wanted more than than the guess i did 
So, in yeah, it was of, interesting. In what? Uh, just, 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 yeah, there was just an incident where a wrestler said something that offended quite a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of weird because I don't, I don't think he. He necessarily wanted to offend people, but it definitely went in a direction that I, I didn't particularly want it to go in. So, so it's weird. But it was, it was, yeah. it was, it was. You know, we'd 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 gone so far into the show at that point that we were able to cut it from the videos. But and now crazy. with like uh, you know with coronavirus and with the speaking out movement, like I guess yeah. things are super on hold for now for you guys. It, it, it is for us. It is for us personally. Um, I, I know a lot of uh, companies are doing really well and running shows, but un- until I'm uh, and Ben as well, uh, I, I think I'm okay speaking to him. But un- until we're one hundred percent certain that we can run a safe show, we're not going to. Um, it's. I just don't think it's it's worth risking people's health. Um, you know, we need entertainment at this point, so I don't begrudge companies that do i know a lot of a lot of companies it's their living it's it's how they make money i i've got two jobs and i promote a wrestling show so i'm i'm kind of not quite as in the same boat as they are so i do absolutely appreciate why some shows are running but you know until we've got until we've got the venues because uh, we use the manchester union as well um, so until that venue's, you know, tells me, yeah, it's safe and we can do it, um, I've just my hands are tied on that one, really. Yeah, I mean, that's a totally respectable decision. I think that makes sense for sure. I mean, I hope so. I think people get it. I do think people get get why we sort of holding out and and kind of postpone the show. Sorry, the neighbors' dogs just come out. Um, but you know, we we're really excited. Um, it was kind of a nightmare. The timing was terrible because we 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 made plans. We had like kind of six shows. We had, we had an idea of what we were going to do, and then obviously it kind of everything stopped. So, so now, you know, there's this talent we don't have access to uh, that we had plans for. So you know, eventually we're going to be able to sit down and take twenty minutes to sort of just say like, right, well, this is what we need to do. Um. But you know, it's it's worrying. Um, it's it's really worrying, like because just just the idea that like I, I don't like the idea that there's the you know I might through my lack of knowledge I might book somebody I might put somebody on who will upset people. Um, you know, in ter- in terms of the, the the stuff with regarding the speaking out movement, so that causes me quite a lot of anxiety as well. Um, but hopefully, uh, I know I know it went to Commons. Um, I've, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen the, the. I don't know if you've spotted the the lass who took it to the House of Parliament and mentioned the regulation in regards to wrestling. So hopefully, it's going it's going in a good direction. And we've spoke to a lot of people in in terms of safeguarding as well. Um, so yeah, I mean. As soon as I hear back and I've got information, we've got a concrete plan. Then we'll definitely be moving forward and going health level with it, I think. Yeah, I didn't I didn't hear any about the stuff going to Parliament, so that's really cool. <laughs> Sorry about that. That was a cough. Yeah, um, I've only seen a brief clip. Um, pardon me. Somebody sent it to me on Twitter, um, so I was looking at that. So that's, that's really interesting. I'm looking forward to following that and find out where that goes. Awesome. Yeah, we definitely have to uh, 
do more than just tweet about wanting to run safe shows. We actually have to do something about it and make it and make have actionable change to actually make the shows in the UK and the US safe, healthy uh, um, for everyone. So yeah, everything we can do to, to make those safeguards real and long lasting, I think are very important. So that's cool. Yeah, that's that's you know change has to kind of start somewhere, doesn't it? And it's it's it's, it's going to be it's going to be quite a slow process. Um, it, you know it's going to be a slow process, but if you know if people want change, then people will get behind change, and you know it will it will, it will continue to get better. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Um. Okay, so that's cool. That's good. That's enough with wrestling, I guess. <laughs> Um, so let's talk about you. Just like, uh, I mean, you can start wherever you want to start. Um, you can start from the beginning, middle, end. Um, you can start with how how you're feeling now or where you're at now or your process you're going through now or wherever you want. Just like tell right. us about yourself. And I'll, I'll chime in every once in a while to kind of pivot in a direction. But let's make this about you. Right. Okay. So, um, so I, um, 2016, I, um, I ended up breaking up with a girl I'd been seeing for, eight, we'd been together for eight years. It was, it was ish, close to a decade, like long, long, really long, um, relationship. Um, it was quite rocky and I didn't take it well at all. Um, I self-medicating, uh, missing work, um, Oh, it was a rough few weeks. Um, I got called into my manager's office and um, she basically sat me down and, and, and kind of said to me, like, you know, we, we're noticing this. Um, and I, I'm sat there thinking, right, this is it. I'm going to get fired now. I've, I've, um, I've, I've ruined, I've, I've lost this job. Um, and she, she said, uh, would you consider going to counselling? Um, and it's, it's not something that ever kind of thought about before never occurred to me that you could just go and speak to somebody who's not going to judge you and has no stakes in, in in what they're discussing but it was it was like it was a lifeline for me um you know because if if it didn't I'm, I'm gonna lose my job I'm, I'm not I'm not performing the way they expect so I said yeah yeah I'll go down I'll try I'll try the counseling out and um just you just went into the counseling session the first first one i was quite edgy I was quite a bit unsure didn't know what was going on um second session i kind of went in was chatting to the guy and uh we sort of discussing kind of the relationship and um sort of kind of the, the longer that second uh session kind of went on um it, it kind of became quite apparent that i was less concerned with the fact that the relationship had actually ended it was more it, how sort of worthless it made me feel. And now it, it kind of reminded me of, of sort of uh, an incident in my life. Um, and then we just, we ended up talking to that. And I, it, was, it was eight weeks of counseling uh, to get over this breakup. And I ended up spending seven weeks talking about the time I was stabbed. And um, it was just, it was kind of um, just a revelation to me to, to sort of, explain to to this chap that I'd, I'd never met that um yeah it, it's 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 something that's like stuck with me um it's in 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 sort of a lot a lot deeper than than i'd realized no pun intended um 
but yeah, so so um, so yeah, basically, um, two thousand and four, I've, I've just ended my college dissertation in. Um, we're going out with a couple of friends from college. We decide we're going to go and try Salford Uni. Um, we're going to go and see if we can use our. We weren't at Salford Uni yet. Uh, I'd applied for Manchester Met, but we're going to try and get in the uni with um, our cards. So we all met up at, at my dad's house uh, at the time, and um, there's three of us. We sort of come out of the house, cross over the street. Uh, cross over the street, uh, take a left. We're going to go and get some cigs from the uh, garage before we go up. We're walking from the garage to the Salford University and somebody shouts, um, have you got a light? Um, so I, I kind of carry on walking and my, my friend stops to offer this guy a light and um, he, he pulls a knife out and says, uh, give us your money. Um, so I, I panicked and I went for the knife. Uh, I went for the guy's wrist uh, that had, had the knife in. Uh, I remember him trying to like twist his arm, try to get him to drop this knife, and um, it just all of a sudden it was just like loads of people, just gangs of lads, uh, just just surrounding us. Um, one one of the friends managed to run off, um, but basically, I ended up. I don't want to say wrestling, but I'm going to say I'm wrestling to the guy to the ground, and I've kind of got him pinned down, and I'm trying to get the knife out of his hand. He drops the knife, and we're fighting. I'm just, I'm just kind of pummeling this guy, and there's loads of people kicking and punching. And then all of a sudden, I, I just got punched in the back of the head. Um. So um, I let, I let, I let go of the guy. Stood up, turned around. I, I was going to confront the, the the person that just punched me in the back of the head, and then all of a sudden, I was just covered with blood. Um, just uh, like blood everywhere. So um, I, I reach behind, feel my head, and my finger just goes into this massive gash that's in the back of my head. And um, so I, I turn to my mate and says, Mike, we've got to run. Um, so we, we basically we just sprinted to the garage. We're like, if we can get in the garage, we'll, we'll, we'll be safe. Um, so we run into the garage, and I see the guy run to the front door. And I'm like, oh, he's going to help us. Yeah, he's, he's come to help us. And he locked the door. Um, just locked the door and just left us out on, on the this this concourse of a garage. Uh, we just end up getting our heads kicked in. There's just like I'm bleeding everywhere and I'm trying to fight back. Um, uh, eventually, I end up pinned to the ground. There's a couple of guys on top of me, and the one the one with the knife has got it pressed into my wrist, and he's telling me he's gonna like he's got I'm gonna kill you, you fat bastard. Um, part of my language, and it, I've never been. Um, as scared in my entire life as, as I was just at that point. Um, and, and it was uh, just, just, I had like, I had like 14 pounds in my pocket. It was, it was, it was, it was nothing. It, was, it just wasn't worth it. I should have just give the guy the money, but I just, I saw a guy pull a knife out of my friend and I panicked and just, um, just, you know, I didn't want him to get hurt, and then I, I ended up making him get hurt, causing him to get hurt. But um, I, 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 didn't, I didn't notice the sirens. I didn't, I didn't hear any sort of sirens, but uh, a lot of police turned up and um, came to sort of help us. And like, a few people got chased off, and one guy tried to pick me up off the floor, and I just panicked and turned around and punched him. Um, I, I didn't know. I didn't realise. Um so one of his colleagues um, says, "You've just you've just assaulted a police officer," and he tries to arrest me. 
and the, the, the two police officers end up arguing and one's like he's in shock like leave him don't don't like don't be stupid kind of thing they were rowing um i was a big guy at the time i was like a lot of belly um and I, I remember them taking my, my t-shirt off um it was a glory by on a t-shirt you know, the cm punk terry funk and a few other people on it um and i remember them pressing like using the t-shirt to sort of stop the blood and i was just sat there like with all my belly hanging out and i was just dead, dead embarrassed and just awful but i ended up um kind of going to the hospital and um the, you know they're they, they looking at it and they just remember the doctors just telling me how lucky i was and I'm, I'm sort of sat there i've got a hole in my head a hole in my wrist and i'm just like this you know i don't i don't i don't feel lucky me um and um so it was well into metal at the time it was 2004 so we were all into sort of limp biscuits and the new metals and stuff and i've got real long hair um so the doctor comes comes up behind me uh, with a pair of scissors and says we're gonna have to cut your hair uh, i've just been stabbed in the back of the head and this guy's come walking up behind me with a pair of scissors and is just like all right i'm gonna cut your hair off um so i freaked out started yelling at the doctor it was just like i'm gonna kill you i'm gonna you know don't try this um you, you're ridiculous and just losing my rag at the guy um and it was just this with this one sort of nurse um which was just sat there saying like you don't have to cut his hair off like i can i can i can i can do this i can do the stitches you know i'll just work around his hair he can keep his hair and um yeah man that was that was so cool um he just did he took ages trying to like go through um you know stitching so he didn't have to cut the hair off and and and, and get into the wound um and it, that means a lot to me um like it's it's weird uh, in 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 sort of everything that goes on. Like I'm just so grateful for the for the guy just being like I'm gonna go above and beyond in this situation. Um, but yeah, so um, <clears throat> I ended up uh, I didn't I didn't know I didn't realize at the time, but I'd also been hit by a bottle. I actually I actually got my medical records um, from the doctor today because it's like um, I'm. I'm and basically, I'm in in two weeks. Uh, I'm starting tra full proper trauma therapy for for the, what was going on, uh, which is sort of different to the kind of CBT and the and the counselling that I've been for before. So, I'm, you know, dead excited for this. Um, but yeah, so I, apparently I got hit with a bottle as well, and they, they were looking trying to get glass out, um, which is funny. It's not funny. Um, the first time I got stabbed, I was stabbed with a bottle. Um, so like on you know two occasions um it's just weird it's just so weird like um so when you went to um therapy or counseling for the first time in 2016 yep. you initially went because your work forced you but it was based on the breakup you had with the lady yeah yeah and that and that opened up the conversation about what had happened in 2004 yeah. mm-hmm and so between 2004 and 2016 you hadn't really spoke about this incident or you just how'd you deal with it i i, I didn't i didn't um I, I didn't because it was like um because because this, this kind of other stories um the, the, the sort of the reason um the reason we, I was kind of that people say, well, 
the second therapist that I went to basically said, told me that I don't think it's PTSD from this incident. I think it's CPTSD from a series of incidents that have, that have occurred. Um, we, we, a lot of them involving sort of violence and bullying and, and that, that kind of stuff earlier on in my life, but then a, a few others that have happened afterwards. Um, so it was in, in terms of kind of dealing with it, I, I, I hadn't really dealt with it. Um, I just didn't think about it, didn't talk about it. Um, it was, you know, we kind of being told, it completely changed my personality because I was, um, when the incident happened, I was I was with a different different woman um, and it just ended, it was the end of our relationship basically because just, I, I just wasn't the same person that she you know, wanted to be with originally, and I just, you know, didn't understand that there was this, this you know, it's, it's like a, a brain thing. I was just, I just thought I was an angry, I just thought I was a bad person. Um, just angry, just for no emotion. Um, just, 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 you know, kind of when I, when I sort of talk about kind of the symptoms that kind of was like, kind of triggered it. it it might explain it a little bit better, but just, it was just, I didn't, I didn't deal with it. I didn't at all. Um, and I'm kind of, you know, it was, it was 2000, um, it was the 2000s, I should say, in mental health, you know, where it is now, it's, it's, it's not in a good, it's not in the best place at the moment. Uh, it's getting better, a lot better, but, but back then it was, you know, it just wasn't quite the same. Like the, the you know, the doctor let me walk out of a, hospital after being you know assaulted and stabbed in the back of the head um you know and I, again it was just like just kind of being told i was i was lucky um that that, that was i mean you know when you think about it if you sort of look at the scar and you see where the the, the skull is there's like it's not even a millimeter um if, if the knife had been lower it would it would have gone into my neck and that would have been game over um, but because the skull's like quite stiff and hard, I guess it just, the knife just didn't penetrate my skull and I was, I was, you know, I'm alive. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was just like, you know, is this what lucky feels like kind of thing? And it just, it just kind of takes away a lot of, um, optimism. Yeah. Um, in, 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 in sort of, in, in where you are and how you are. Um, but yeah, it was just like, just, just feeling like, like I said, feeling just worthless and just like, you know, you, you, someone will kill you for 14 quid. It just, it's not, um, it's not the best mind space to be in. Um, and yeah, so like, just you know, there's there's kind of a lot of incidents that like the, the the 2016 relationship was kind of going going wrong. Um, anyway, um, we weren't in a in a great place in 2016, but she ended up leaving me for someone else, and it just it was just an awkward, awkward. Um, it's just it was just bad. Um, yeah. but yeah, so he's just, just going in there and saying like, just telling him, I like, I feel worthless. He's like, oh, you know, do we, 
how long has that been going on? And I'm just like, you know, since we're stabbed. And he's like, okay, let's talk about this, shall we? Um, so yeah, I just, I just kind of had no idea. And then we end, we end up doing a lot of the, um, the questionnaires, and he's asking me a lot of questions. And you know, how how do you feel? Um, yeah, yeah. Like, so, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just um, just trying to let my brain catch up. It's okay. Um, take take a second. Take a second to breathe. Yeah. Just um, have a drink. Yeah. Have a drink. Take a second. Um, that's. I mean, yeah. Like, because what I mean, where mental health care is right now, and just overall the state of it for both our countries is better, right? Better than it used to be for sure. Um, but it's still not great right now. So I can't even imagine back then, you know, in 2004, like, it's like, just, you gotta, just like the language that we use in when someone's like just experienced a real trauma or real pain is super important. And I know like eventually you will feel a state of gratitude or luck that you're still alive, but that takes time to get there. That takes time to realize that in the moment when you're in deep pain, you just need someone to be there for you. Yeah. And that's why the person who decided that they could get around your stitches by not cutting your hair was so impactful for you. Cause they didn't say anything like I'm here for you or I care for you. They just showed you that you're important in this moment. You mean something. I can see that you're, uh, that you're in a lot of deep pain, but your hair is important to you. And I want to give you that sense of care and compassion. So I'm going to work around it. Those yeah. are just like, simple simple really like they seem simple but they're obviously not right we're in 2020 16 years later and that moment is still really powerful for you so it's not it's simple it's not it's it's the literally the it probably could have saved your life in the moment it could have it turned your day around you know whatever the the phrasing the, the cliche phrasing you want to use it's it's a, it means something and it's not cliche because it's real mm-hmm. and so if people like want to learn more about like mental health it's not really like you can go get educated, you can get certifications, you can do courses, you can do all those things, but really it's just about being kind in the moment and using appropriate language to show someone that you're there. Yeah, so, I absolutely agree, 100%. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I, I couldn't, like, because it is now, even even sort of at, at my most, when I get depressed and when, when the, the depression kind of hits me really hard, it's it's always it's always the... Um, it's always the moment that come, brings me around. Um, you know, just kind of sitting there, like um, saw um, read a review in Men's Health. Uh, it was this, this article about uh, a chap who was he was he was old. He was an old fella. And he wanted to run um, a marathon. I remember him saying like he 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 started training. He, he did he ran for a minute, and he was like, "Oh, I can I can I can run for a minute. I've proved I can run for a minute." So every minute. I'll run for a minute and then I can, I know I can run for a minute. So I'll run for another minute. And he, he just sort of used that phrase. And that's kind of, kind of was really impact, impactful on me in terms of the depression. I'm like, you know, if I can last a minute, I can, I can get through the next minute because I've just proven to myself that I can get through a minute. But it's, it's, you know, you come up with these coping mechanisms, but it's always, it's always thinking of that guy. He didn't have to do it. He didn't have to do it. He could have just shaved my hair off. He could have just, you know, 
moving on to the next person, but it's just like, like you say, it's just taking that that time to just kind of understand where somebody's at, and just, like you say, just showing um, showing that you care, as opposed to just you know, it's easy to say it sometimes, and people mean it when they when they do, but you know, when somebody's got no you know, he's got no ties to me. He, he, he's never met me in my life before. He's never seen me since. And he just, he just took a moment to say, like, I'm going to look after this kid. Mm-hmm. It means everything. Mm-hmm. It means everything. That's why, um, you know, September is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. Awareness Month, And, you know, the big theme is just checking in on your friends, like sending that text, making that phone call, like, even with a stranger, like smiling at a stranger, holding the door open for them, saying thank you. Like you, you honestly don't really realize how big of an impact those little things have. And so, and it's a trickle down effect, right? If someone feels super grateful for that interaction they had with you throughout the day, that was random and you'll probably never see that person again, they're going to go do that to someone else. And it just makes the world a little bit more happier, especially in times like this. So, um, yeah. So yeah, whoever that person is, we appreciate you. And I hope your life since 2014 has been fantastic. Um, yeah, I, I, I've just, I, the, the reason I got the medical records was because I was hoping to find the guy and just, just send him a message on Facebook or Twitter and just kind of, I'd love to explain it to him. I just, just you know, he, he has no idea. No clue, but he was amazing. No that idea. Day. No idea. Um, I, you know, I, I love him so much i've got so much love for that guy it's weird it's crazy it's crazy it's beautiful though okay um how are you feeling you okay yeah yeah i'm good i'm good okay so you do counseling for the first time in 2016 you do about eight weeks of that and then where does that lead you um so that that was when um the the Moved me on to the to the proper therapy um, for the PTSD because um, when when he told me uh, I think you've got PTSD um, I was kind of like I've seen Forrest Gump mate and I know what PTSD looks like I'm not a soldier I've never been to war it's there's there's no way it's I've not got it um, so we we kind of did a lot of work regarding um, sort of looking at PTSD um, I, I always talk about it in terms of the the biology um, of it, because I kind of feel it's easy to sort of talk about the biology of PTSD as opposed to um, to some weird fictitious um, mental health thing that people sometimes uh, want to understand but kind of don't get. And um, essentially, the as I say, I've never been as, as scared. I've never felt an emotion as much as I'd felt that the, the, the sort of fear in that moment. Um, it was like like not not even not even when I realised I've just been stabbed in the back of the head. That was it was when I was tied down and somebody said to me like I'm going to kill you. Um so you know the the brain um has the the fight or flight moment, it triggers the adrenaline. And so when you when you when you kind of get mental health from people I've talked to, and this is a general statement, and I apologize if, if it's not quite the same to you, um, but I, I kind of feel people who have mental health issues tend to feel, feel or think with their emotions more than they think with their actual thoughts. Um, and and in, in terms of the sort of PTSD, um, my, my brain uh, basically tells me you had this incident where you needed so much adrenaline, um, I'm basically just going to keep 
um, putting drips and drips of adrenaline out and I'm going to keep putting it out there just in case you ever need that much adrenaline again. Um, so it's, it's continuously, I'm continuously getting like, um, sort of the fight or flight, uh, incident. Um, and when, when, when your body is, is receiving the adrenaline, it's basically says I'm getting adrenaline. Something must be wrong. Which mm-hmm. then, in turn, tells your brain, look for something that's wrong. Um, so I'm constantly, like, constantly anxious, constantly looking for what's going to go wrong. Um, and when there's there's nothing there, I basically start kind of convincing myself what could possibly go wrong. Um, and uh, the, you know, I've continuously, it's, it's called hypervigilance. I've constantly got this hypervigilance. I'm constantly looking for what's going to go wrong. I'm constantly looking for the negatives in in any situation. Um, you know, like walking to work, somebody pulls me into one side, and, and my first thought was, "I'm going to get fired." You know, that's that's as opposed to like we need to have a chat about your health. Um, you know, that's kind of like that i'm always looking for the negatives and in 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 a lot of ways but it's always what's the threat what is the threat where is the threat i'll find the threat um you always feel like you're um you're in fight mode yeah fight or flight uh or flee or freeze it's called and it's just like i need to you know there's there's never because this is kind of you know when i said like it's, it's been quite nice um not having people on the street you know being able to go running um um so yeah the, 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 the this is sort of a level of desensitization that comes with it as well where like i'm i'm i'm, I'm known in, in work as being uh, a laid-back guy or someone who doesn't care um is, is the one that i get a lot because you know sometimes people will tell me stuff and people will we've got 900 emails and it's just like they're only emails it's you know i don't it's it's not it doesn't even scratch the surface you know like friends my sister telling me like how worried she is about the the, you know i'm I'm anxious i can't i don't want to go out because of the the pandemic and i'm just i'm sat there like you know it's monday um so there's so that, that that's kind of the 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 worst thing is sort of the the level of of, of sort of desensitization that I, I kind of go through in a day, but it, it works it works well sometimes because you know if if there's a fault or if there's a problem, people will come to me because they know I won't get emotional about stuff. So it's it you know this 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 kind of benefits to being a bit uh, not not standoffish isn't the word, but like. You know, like when Ben's texting me saying, you know, can we get the dates finalized with the uni? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll definitely get the, definitely get them. And I, I kind of forget sometimes that it's like, you know, he, you know, he, he, he'll get anxious that we've not got the dates. And I'll, I'll be like, they'll, they'll, they'll send us the dates when they're ready to send us the dates. It's not like, it's not worth getting too worried about. But, you know, he's, he's, he's kind of great with, with me in, in terms of stuff like that because he can be quite logical about, um, he, 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 he speaks eloquently and he's quite logical and he's just like you know this is this is this is what I need you to do and this is this is why I need you to do it and you know he kicks me into gear um yeah so I mean so that's you know you know we ended up basically going through this this list of, of all these different sort of symptoms you know the nightmares 
uh, I hate hate the nightmares, hate sleeping. Um, I, I never get REM sleep because my mind's always active. Um, so my memory's terrible. Um, I never get deep sleep. Um, like we compare, to, you know, the sleep trackers in work, and it's just like I've I've got one minute deep sleep in in like an eight hour, and you know, sleeps you know the most important like for just regenerating just getting your body sorted right oh so, um uh, yeah like like if 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 you if you if you if you, if you take one thing from me um it's sleep like i promise you it's it's wonderful when when you start reading doing all the research into into the, just how wonderful sleep actually is it's it's, uh, it's quite important um it is yeah yeah because like well, at least in my in, in our country here in the U.S., we we overvalue like work ethic and like grind and like no sleep, all this like really aggressive dumb shit. Instead of like having a work life balance, enjoying enjoying what you do for work, having time for yourself and for your friends, and getting enough sleep. Like yeah. no one no one values that. We always feel like we we need to rest only when our body is basically shutting down and setting and setting of giving ourselves rest when we know we should, because every day we need at least eight hours of sleep. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of like, you know, some of, some of the, the, the worst periods of my life have, have just been because I, I work so much. And like, you know, I do I work a day job and then I work a night job for two days a week and I end up doing like 16 hour days and come Saturday, I'm just a wreck. Um, so COVID again, it's like because because the pub shut down, I've not been doing any work. I've just been, I've been getting better sleep. I've been having a more regular pattern again. Like it's it's, I know, I know it's uh, it's a horrendous thing, but it's just you you got to try and take the positives sometimes. But you absolutely have to take the positives. There is there's always some in every situation. Usually you got to wait a little bit to see them, but yeah, they're there. They're there for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely agree with that as well. Um, so yeah, so I mean, there's like lots of physical things that that the the the, the counselor recommended I go to a therapist um, over the PTSD, and eventually, like we ended up chatting about it, and I've I've just been reading, reading, taking like loads of information in, and, and like, how do you fix this? Because um, it's it's tough, man. It's like. Um, you know, you know, sometimes like when you just don't get it sometimes and, and people like, like I say, when people kind of tell me stuff and I don't like, I, I get, I, I get it and I empathize, but I just don't, sometimes I don't show quite as, you know, I don't show um, that I get it and it, it's quite problematic in, 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 in my life um, in a lot of ways. Um, it's, 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 it's awkward. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and as I say, the lack of sleep, the nightmares. So we, we end up ticking all these sort of PTSD boxes. Mm -hmm. And it was quite um, it was quite a revelation to sort of know I'm not I'm not mad. I'm not I'm not I might not be a bad person. Um, I might have an illness that I can cure, that I can get better and that I can I can change. Um, so like 2016, I was just, um, obviously I, I got told this and it was just, it was great. It was just like a, an eye opener. It just changed my life. I ended up like 
it was uh, 300 pounds at the start of the year. It was like 225 by the end of the year. I ended up getting a promotion at work and just a lot of things were going well, but um, kind of the, the wheels kind of fell off and like sort of Christmas uh, the, the year after. So again, just a couple of like, just bad things happen in life and you kind of forget some of the training that you get. Um, I ended up going back into, into counseling and I, I basically spoke to a different counselor who had a different speciality who he basically sort of wanted to talk more about kind of the, the, the childhood traumas. And I ended up doing the ACEs test. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with the, um, I can never remember what the A stands for in ACEs, but it's uh, adverse childhood experiences, I think. And um, I got 10 out of 10 um, just because of like things that had gone on in my life. So um, my old man, um, he lost his, he lost his dad uh, really early on. He was, he was a child. He had a lot of brothers and sisters. He was, he was like, he was nearly a teenager. He lost his dad. Uh, so like a, 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 like it was just a horrific work accident. And um, so, yeah, he's, 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 his ma kind of went off the rails and he had, ended up looking after all his brothers and stuff. And he, he ended up turning to drink and he became like a real, real heavy drinker the, the, the kind of drunk that drinker that spends lots of time in, in in the pub and tells you he's not an alcoholic because he doesn't drink at home um he was he was he was, he was quite distant he was he was very very difficult i uh, you know I, I, I don't begrudge him in in a lot of ways now because of, i've learned because of what i've learned about mental health i can kind of see huh you know he lost his dad that young and he, he, he didn't have the opportunity in the, in the sixties to, to come to terms with that. And there was no one there to kind of teach him. Um, so there's, there's been a lot, a lot of sort of forgiveness, um, for a, of a lot of bad stuff he did. First time I got stabbed, when I got stabbed with a bottle, instead of coming to see him in the hospital, he went out and found the lads that did it and did them over, uh, beat them up. Um, so just just kind of weird, not very connected kind of stuff. Um. So yeah, so so that that the, the, because of that, there's there was some weird like incidents with bullying. Um, when I was when I was a, a kid, I was I was getting bullied and being dragged out and told to fight the bullies one by one. Um, you know, getting suspended from school for fighting because they just they just ended up two lads told me they were going to do me in on a Friday. They were going to get me after school and just lots of anxiety. And I ended up just fighting with the guys in, in school. So there's, there's kind of like a lots of sort of stuff about um, kind of the aggression. So, so at the moment, um, you know, as I say, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to, to look at trauma therapy. So we're going to end up breaking down a lot of those. I've, ne I've never done trauma therapy and I can't really speak to it. Um, but I'm really excited. I'm really excited to try and iron the kinks out and, and you know, try and work out what's going on and then hopefully, you know, learn and just get better. Um, yeah. Which, which, which is the, you know, it's kind of the big one. Um, yeah, I mean, you've obviously, obviously dealt with a lot of stuff, a lot of deep trauma, a lot of stuff that's really, like, threatening and kind of made you obviously the person you are today. Um, but it's really a testament to you to now that you're noticing these things and trying to get help. 
So I think that's really cool and brilliant. Um, I mean, do you have like, uh, I mean, I know you're currently going through your journey and you're in your process, but you've learned a lot about yourself, I think. And I think you're, you're on the right path now for sure, which is awesome. Yeah, um, absolutely. Do you, I mean, do you have any advice to someone maybe who had a similar experience than you or is did dealing with some of these kind of childhood traumas that have kind of been redistributed in their present and, and are undealt with? Do you have any advice or words of wisdom? The uh, advice and words of wisdom in, in terms of um, just um, so I, I, was, I, had, I had a therapist explain um, a process to me like I, I used um, used the um, oh, I can't remember the I mean, I mean, I'll tell you what, I, I love Phoebe Cates. I've loved Phoebe Cates since the 80s, um, since I was a child and I came. So I'll just, I'll just use a picture of Phoebe Cates, for example. Um, therapist basically told me he had a picture. It was the most beautiful picture you've ever seen. I, that's why I say Phoebe Cates. So says you can take the piece of paper that the picture's printed on, you can screw it up into a ball and you can, you can wreck it and then you can tear it and you can rip it and you can rip it. And um you can take all the shards and then you can, you know, sellotape them back together um, and you can you know, straighten out and you can try and fix it as much as possible. And it'll never be perfect, but it'll always be beautiful. And I really like that because it's dead corny and cheesy. Mm-hmm. But it, it basically, it, it, it says everything that you, you can need to know that you, you can, in, t- in terms of you can still, you can still be the best person that you can be. Um, and that's all anyone could ask of you. Um, yeah. It's it's a long process. It's not an easy process. It, it, you know, it, they might not get it right the first time. You they might you might get medication that's that's not quite right for you. You've just got to try the next one. Mm-hmm. Try the next one, and just just believe in yourself. Um, because you know, at, at, at your worst point. Um, just just believe in yourself for a second and just just explain you know understand that you know in terms of mental health whether it's anxiety whether it's depression just whatever it is it's it's a lot of work and you succeed in you know it's it's yeah. hard work to it's hard work to be depressed but you, you know you're still here you're winning yes mm-hmm. yes um you could say that again for sure yeah, it's 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 uh, it's hard work and you're winning. That's that's basically it. Like that's that's the fact. Um, it's it's just you know, kind of look at trying to look at the glass from the, from a different angle, as it were. Just just kind of like no matter kind of what life gets at you, so at some point you will be able to say like you know I am coping with this, and that's a, 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 an amazing amount of strength. Um. It's just, it's just a phenomenal amount. Like, um, I believe in you. I do. Um, you, you know, reach out, give me a shout. I might, I might not have the best advice, but I'll definitely listen. Um, because it's it's just super important that like we do stick together. Because because you know sometimes, you know sometimes you know I'll use depression again. Like you know, mm-hmm. some people get sad. So sometimes people who don't have sort of clinical depression kind of think they know what depression is and sometimes it feels like the people don't understand um but they're trying 
they're really trying to 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 understand and there are, there is people in your life um that will listen and will give you the time so just 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 don't just un, just know that you again you're winning basically is is the best advice that i can i can offer yes that's fantastic um i think what's really interesting about your story and and probably similar to other people's journeys is that the reason that you initially started counseling or therapy was not the actual root of anything that you've kind of dealt with in your life. And I think that's really important for people to realize. So it's okay to kind of look back on your journey and see what kind of things have brought you to where you are. And that's why it's really important to talk about it because people asking these really deep, tough questions in a safe environment will help you kind of unravel what led you to this point or what's led you to have these patterns or thoughts. And I think you figure that out brilliantly and kind of are in the best spot you've been in in a while, I think, from what it seems like. Yeah, very much so. Um, I, I'm trained to become a counselor now. Um, Look at that, dude. That's amazing. Like, from all the stuff that you've been through, all the people that have helped you now, you want to help too. Yeah, that's, that's like, uh, you know, I, I dropped out of university after it happened and it, it has kind of been missing. Um, so now I've gone back and kind of did the Open University and studying um psychology and counseling and i'm also i'm doing a a course in counseling and it's just you know it's like you know one one day i'm um just like i've got 72 weeks of this course and i just i just i'm just going for it because in in sort of 73 weeks i think i think they're gonna hand me a little certificate and say you know you can go and help people now and i'm just gonna kind of wake up and see that it was all worth it like um You know, it wasn't trauma; it was training. Um, I think, I hope that's 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 kind of where I am now. Um, I'm, I'm I'm very optimistic, and I, I think, you know, I think I think it took me four years to find a path, but I like the path that I'm on now. And you know, find, finding finding the thing that that sort of inspires you um, is is great motivation. It's great motivation to to just try and be better. Yes, you know, I, like, uh... in terms of the depression, like when because because I am because it goes up and down because um just just one day I'll just like like I say there's there's, there's not a lot of emotion. I'm very withdrawn. I'm very isolated in a lot of ways. Um, and sometimes it just all the the emotion just hits you and you're just depressed and you know your your legs your legs don't don't want to work in the morning you just you're getting out of bed and you just don't think they're going to take the weight but they'll take the weight um you know just 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 do it just stand up um yeah i've I've kind of got this this silly little um process that that that, that i use that i rely on i call it the scott mess um is it a word play on hot mess and it's it's basically um mental health every day get out do something for your mental health um walk a dog you know smile at somebody say hello just have have something do something read a book do something for your mental health uh eat exercise get out get a walk um even if it's two minutes just just get your body active um sleep it's so important it's so mm-hmm. important it's where it's 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 like you know it's it's why people who are depressed will sleep a lot because your body just regenerates and that's that's when it, it it takes all the time it's when 
you get the the REM, the rapid eye movement, and your you brain processes information and it's, it's, it's in terms of your memory. And then the second S is satiation, which is I wanted to say food and drink, but that doesn't doesn't work in an acronym. Um, but yeah, just make sure you get get your veggies in you. Just you know, eat eat something. You know, if you can just if you just do those every day, eventually they all sort of start coming together, and you want to run ten minutes instead of one minute, and you want to you know work more on your mental health. But yeah, just just to like just do those things. Those are the four pillars of, of getting through life. I think. Absolutely. But that's that's my uh, from what I've learned. Yeah, you I know. think that's amazing. At least, at least one thing every day for you and your mental health is, mm-hmm. is brilliant. It's a beautiful. It's it's a good start. It's a good, you know, daily reminder, and it's possible for every single person. Yeah, and it's like it's free. Um, you know, it's free to just tell yourself occasionally that you know you you, you, you you're doing you're doing well. Um, it doesn't matter, you know, how poorly you, you think you're doing, just, just tell yourself you're doing well. Eventually, if you tell you, fake it till you make it, basically, just, just, just say, you know, I'm bad now. Give it a minute. I can do a minute. I've done a minute. Next minute, I might be okay. Um, I, you know, it doesn't always work, but it does work. And eventually you do kind of change your mindset in, in terms of, you know, what, what you believe it's, it's just neurons. It's just it's just little neurons, and they just fire off the electricity in the brain, and it just it just goes wrong, and it doesn't quite quite connect, and it's all, you know, it's it's, it's just like, read up about the brain. It's 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 crazy and it's insane. Um, but you know, if if you tell yourself, you know, like like I've got a post-it note on the door that says "Make your bed," and every morning I see it before mm-hmm. I leave, and I'm like, oh, I've got to make my bed. And, you know, you do it enough times and your brain processes it and it, it fires off and the neurons get longer and get bigger and get closer together. And now you just wake up and you make your bed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's just training. 10,000 hours, 10,000 hours in Hamburg. That's what the, the Beatles did to become the best musicians, the most renowned musicians. You always say, like, it's just time. You know, you want to become an expert, anything you've got to put the time in. If you want to become an expert with your mental health, you've got to put the time in. Um I'm not there yet, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm so, I'm so much closer than I was like 2004. Um, and just educate and just reach out and, and speak to people. And if you're feeling bad, do something nice for somebody else. Um, cause that always makes you feel bad, uh, feel bad, like bad as in good. Um, those are those poor choice of words then uh, but yeah like if you, if you are if you're feeling bad if you're feeling poor if you're feeling in bad mental health do something nice for somebody you know um it's it's great but but yeah i mean that's that's kind of it's kind of you know it's 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 the best advice that i've got really is just like you know give yourself a break believe in yourself and just try and, and get better and you know in in We'll we'll see. I'm 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 in a lot. I'm in a much better place right now than I was when when I didn't know any of this information. I, did, I hadn't read the books. I hadn't spoke to the counselors. You know, I had no idea. I, I genuinely just thought I was a bad person. You just didn't care about anything. Um, not all the time. Um, not all the time. You know, I did, but like it's just 
it's just weird because sometimes you just don't understand, but you'll learn. Um, you'll you'll learn, and I do because I, I want to be optimistic because it, it's it's just like I'm there and I'm, I'm kind of feeling it, and I am getting there. So that's I don't know. There was that a bit of a rant. I think it might have been, but no, I think that was great. You know, it was open and it was honest and it was authentic and. I appreciate you sharing all of that, your story, everything. Um, there's so much power in it. And, you know, it'll, it's going to inspire someone who's on the same journey, who feels like, you know, who feels maybe felt the same way you did at a time when you were in, you, you were down and now you're up and now you're, you're more optimistic and you understand that there's still bad days ahead of you, but there's going to be way more good days than there is bad days. And now when the bad days do come, you're understanding yourself more, you're understanding your strategies on how to cope and what you need in that moment and how to make yourself a little bit better and taking care of your mental health as a priority. So yeah. what you said was, was great. And I appreciate you sharing very much. I appreciate you taking me on and asking me to come and do the show. Um, it's weird. Like, like, as I said earlier on, I've never, I've never really spoke about um, sort of how, it, what it goes through my mind. And there's, there's, there's been, I've had friends and have joked and, you know, I'll, I'll, dropping conversation because I forget it's weird and it's not like you know it's, it's not you, you don't know every day you don't know somebody who's been stabbed once let alone twice in their life you know so you are just dropping conversations sometimes because I forget and then I see people's faces and, and they're just like you know that's kind of crazy I, I kind of remember that it is it is a bit nuts um it's a bit nuts and it's just it's it's so weird and but like like I say, when the doctor told me, "Are you lucky?" You know, he might have been right. You know, like one day I might have developed the tools where I can actually, you know, use this information to help people, and that that's pretty lucky. If you know, I, I think I think being able to be in a position where I've got, I've got the opportunity and I have, you know, these horrific experiences that I can look back on and say you know i've been there mm-hmm. and that, that's that's kind of the the, the worst the wor- worst part personally not not like on a day-to-day basis it's just you know feeling isolated and just feeling that there's there's nobody out there that's kind of been through this experience and it's weird and unique and nobody gets it um but you know this is the, the, the we've got the internet now and it's it's you're starting to see people and you're starting to com- you know see communities of people popping up and I can reach out and say to somebody like, Oh, you've been stabbed as well. Like, let's chat about it. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as opposed to like trying to exist in a world where I don't feel like I fit in. Right. We all need a, a sense of belonging, a sense of community, a sense of connection. And I think the way we build that is by sharing our story. Yeah. And we're not just sharing it with anyone to anyone because we got to be careful who we trust and who we vent to, because that's very important. Um, but if we do find that group of people that we can share our story to, then they'll accept us and honor us and have, hold space for us. And I think that's important. And, uh, I'm really excited to see where you're at in 73 weeks on your journey and on the road to helping people in your own recovery. Um, and so, yeah, I'm excited for all of that. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited. Very excited. Um, I can't wait. Can't wait. It's gotta be gonna be good. 
Um, hopefully, when I eventually actually meet Ben in person, I can meet you in person at the same time too. It's so it's actually really strange to me. Like whenever I talk about Ben, because people always ask me who like edits my videos or the UR Love stuff, and now he's on my website and stuff. They're like, "How'd you meet Ben?" I'm like, "Well, actually, I've never met him." <laughs> I'm like, uh, "I've never met him. He's just like a fucking super cool dude, and we just got connected, and uh, he's just been like a really blessing in my life." Um, yeah, and so, you and me both. You and me both. Right. Yeah, and obviously he's gonna watch this because he's gonna edit it. But <laughs> so hopefully he gets a good smile out of this part. Yeah, I, I, I love you, Ben. Thank you for all your support. Um, I. It just catch wouldn't have happened without you. Um, you genuinely took a chance on me when when I was I was I was I was in a bad place and I was just like you know fuck it I want to achieve something and you propped me up and you pulled me through it and I am so grateful for for having you in my life. Cheers, Ben, and and and, and just you know convincing me to do this because like I wouldn't have done this if it wasn't for your support. I cannot I cannot explain to you how much you mean to me. Thank you, Ben. And uh, thank you, Scott, for doing this. I think this was a really powerful episode. Thanks for coming on. Um, we're friends now, so that's awesome. So when we all hang out and have a beer at a pub whenever it's open. That'd be amazing, yeah. And I can travel across the country or uh, out of the country, I mean. Um, but yeah, yeah thank, you for, uh, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate like all of your honesty and vulnerability on this episode. It was brilliant. Right, yeah, thank you very much. I hope it's not your lowest viewed. <laughs> It won't be. Usually when I do an episode by myself, it's when I get low views because no one wants to hear me talk for two hours. <laughs> well, give us a shout. Give us a shout. Uh, we'll talk about happier stuff next time. Yeah, no, I'm, I love the deep conversations, man. They mean the most to me. So, And it's easily it, – it's just a good way to connect, and I feel like we're connected now in, in ways where I don't connect with other people that I see all the time because we're not sharing these kind of things. Well, it's it's like you, you you as I say, you're an inspiration, like an absolute inspiration. Um, you know, Ben telling me and just like because I, I just watched all the videos like back to back and all the people that are in there. Like, I'm so so grateful. Um, I, I, I feel I feel bad because I can't remember which 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 one it was, but there was there was there was one where the, 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 a gentleman said, you know, find your people because the, the people will support you, and if they don't support you, they're not your people. Mm -hmm. and, it just resonated with me so much um, in terms of like a lot of people like, like kind of dropped me off in life because of, because of a lot of things. And I, I just, I remember hearing that and thinking, yeah, I get it. And it was, it was kind of eye opening because it, it was when somebody else tells you something, you sometimes don't believe it when you tell yourself. And I'm like, well, it's my fault that these people don't speak to me anymore. And it was just like, well, no, it wasn't. It was because they didn't support me. So it was quite, it was great. Um, I really enjoyed the videos, and I'm really grateful that you're doing what you're doing and stick at it because it's, it's it's wicked. Mm, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, where can uh, where can people find you on socials if you want to be found on socials? <laughs> yeah, uh, Catch Pro Wrestling, uh, Catch PW, and Twitter. And um, you can find me personally. I'm Quizmaster Flash on all formats. I, t I tend to I tend to prefer Instagram. Uh, I tend to lean more towards that one, but I am on Twitter and Facebook as well. Super. Um, yeah, just awesome. give us a shout if people need, if, you know, you know, if, if people just want to, to reach out, then please do because, uh, you know, I want to learn and I want to, I want to meet people that, that, that understand where I'm at and it would be lovely to 
you know reach people and just find new friends and start a new community um in in, in terms of the mental health stuff because it's very important to me yes well well now you're part of this community and i'm uh, i don't know if people will reach out but those who watch this show are uh are part of my community and so i i value them very much so if they do then i think that's awesome um but again thanks for thanks for coming on uh i think we're wrapping up wrapping up this episode um and uh yeah so if you like this episode please share it with a friend um rate review comment subscribe follow scott follow me go to youarelovelife.com for any other mental health tool tips and resources and uh i'll see you next time cheers